Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Biz for Good Show. I'm your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the Ryan Pilkington. Ryan Pilkington in the house today. Ryan, tell us about the show. What's going down? What's happening on the show today? What amazing guests do we have? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to another episode Hello. of the Biz for Good Show. That's all I got. That's all you got. You're on fire today, man. You need. I'm to running calm through. Down, I'm man. running through like three meetings. I know. <laughs> I know. This and is... the elevators are broken. <laughs> yeah, we're having a fun day here at the office. Let's just say. That. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, we're here for another episode of the Best for Good Show, and we have Rocky Lovani. Is that right? Did I say it right? Lovani. You did. Woohoo! <laughs> wow. That's like one of the first times you actually got the name right. Oh. No. Uh, sorry. Oh. Hey, I'm no better. I know. Oh. I know. I'm no better. <laughs> so, yeah, Rocky serves as a chief profitability officer or CPO for small yeah. business owners on a fractional basis. He is a certified profitable first professional and helps business owners implement the systems. He also helps business owners transform their business from a cash-eating monster into a money-making machine. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here today. Awesome. I'm trying to figure out if I'm the misfit, outcast, or renegade, or all three. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mm. know, we, we used to ask people to make sure that they were okay with that. You're like, are you all right with being a misfit and an outcast? And most, uh, after, you know, 20 of them going, are you kidding? Of course I'm okay with it. I'm 100% that. I was like, okay, I guess everybody's okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So welcome, thank you for coming on the show, Rocky. Is there any anything we need to get get finished? Or are we jumping right into this thing? Get finished? Well, yeah, let's get, see. I have get, a boat I have to work on. <laughs> you have a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we're going we're jumping right into we're not pansy footing around anymore. We're going straight into the interview. We could tease and do all these fun things that we're working on, but no. Oh yeah, yeah. We're still getting the hang of that. Yeah, let's just start talking to Rocky. How about that? Let's yeah. just let's just find out. Let's find out a little bit more about you. We like to start the show by you know tell us a little bit of your journey to success and maybe some some bumps or or what you've learned along the way. Just let's get to know you, Rocky. We're just going to turn the time over to you. Uh, we we just want to get to know you. And we may interrupt and stuff, but you just it's your floor for for a second. I only got one second. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun already. I can tell. <laughs> so I'm an immigrant. I'm not from Italy. I'm actually from India. And my parents started over for the second time in their life when they brought me here as a little kid. And at that point in time, there were limits on currency conversion and how much you could take out of the country. 
not like Bitcoin today and just being able to uh, move your money all around the world. So they essentially started over. So we started on the wrong side of the tracks. And very quickly, I saw them and the community around them kind of build success and start to live the American dream. And they would get together and they would have conversations and they would talk about how they were doing things and they would talk about money. And somewhere along the way, I just had this dream that, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire. That's my goal. I, I, I want to be on the rich side and, and enjoy the good things in life. And I kind of set out on a path to that. And much later in life, I would look around and I'm like, why aren't there more millionaires? Why aren't there more successful people? And I realized most people don't talk about money at home. I, I went to school. They never taught me about money. I have an MBA. They didn't teach me how to build wealth. We're not, you know, we spend all this time for a job and yet nobody talks about what the outcome of that job is, which is to have money. And it's not about the money. It's about the life the money gives you. And so that's kind of the, the shortened version of the journey. I love it. I love it. So where did you, oh, oh yeah, Ryan was actually pulling up our, <laughs> we got one too. <laughs> I see it in the background there. I got one too. Hey, you got two. <laughs> you got two there. <laughs> I got a whole stack of them. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike's books are rocking. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. And so you're one of his uh, folks that, that that use that that concept and all that good stuff, profit first and toilet paper and <laughs> not a bidet yes i use toilet paper <laughs> yeah. you know, I, during the pandemic it got a little scary but i i hear it's all back to normal yeah now. that's the why funny I, thing is yeah our costco was barely had barely any toilet paper until literally the day after the inauguration and then they had pallet fulls <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> Yeah, we ended up buying a bidet, so it was fine. We yeah. didn't care. <laughs> and man, once you have a bidet, you will. You, you never it's go hard to go to use toilet paper again. But anyway, yeah, that, this just went down a weird path. But anyway, <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask. So, so what? I mean, I love that. That's the beginning, and that's why you decided to be and do who you were. I think. I think a lot of us were raised that way, and we had parents that 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 showed us how to follow dreams and, and stuff like that. Where did you go? When did you start? I mean, did you, were you in college or, or when did you start to go down your own path? I'm just curious. So I started to go down my own path as a teenager and it was somewhat entrepreneurial. I would go into New York city, buy stuff, bring it back, mark it up a hundred percent and sell it to people. Nice. That's the yeah. entrepreneur way wow. right there. By Chinka. <laughs> uh, so throughout college, you know, I always had money because I was always doing a side hustle and so forth. And so life was pretty good. I got out of college. Now, mind you, it was a different time back then. And things were a little bit different. Like I had an idea for starting a business, which was actually to uh, help people with spreadsheets. So when I was in high school, I was going into Fortune 500 companies and teaching these accountants how to go from uh, paper ledger to electronic spreadsheets. Whoa. Mm. And I started to realize that there was something here, but I got out of college and I didn't know how to like sell that, nor did I understand the value of it. So I ended up with a job 
and oh. I did real well with the job. I mean, I made a lot of money. And so the problem is the enemy of great is good. Yes. And I had good. And that was okay. So looking back, I'm happy I had good. The reason I'm happy is I didn't work very hard. I made a lot of money, which meant I was there for my kids the whole time they were growing up. I got to have fun, coach soccer, coach robotics, you know, be there for Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and do all that kind of stuff. So I got to live life and and make money. And so that was fun. And that was kind of that whole. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I say all the time, my, my worst enemy is that I'm comfortable, mm. you know, that, I've, that I'm doing well and I don't need to do better. It, sometimes when you, when you're in the, you're on the side of that cliff, you're a lot more motivated to get out and do stuff. That's when you donate half of your income. <laughs> That's when you donate, and th- then you forced yourself to. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> you got to work harder. Do that. No, I don't yeah. know about that. that. That's a so, personal thing. So, Rocky, when did you start uh, deciding to assist others that way? Uh, how, did, how did that come about? So I think I've always been doing it my whole life, just helping people without charging for it, just kind of in a teaching mode. And so I was always doing the money thing. And then for a while we were doing taxes and I've been doing, I'm an EA, so it's an enrolled agent basically. Uh, it allows me to, to do taxes. And I was doing that on the side for years. Um, but then I realized I don't like doing the taxes. What I like doing is figuring out how to save you on taxes, but I'd rather have somebody else do the actual work for it. Which is the um, most important part is how to, anybody almost can yeah. do the taxes. Finding out how to not pay as much is the hard part. That's the hard part. And, and the then fun I part, also, I guess, according to you. It's the fun part for me. It might not be fun for other people to read tax code and try and figure it out. No. Um, And then I got involved in real estate. And so we were flipping houses, doing rentals. So that kind of started the path. And then I, someone introduced me to Mike's book. So I was doing financial coaching as a paid position for a while on the side. And then when I, when I heard about Mike's book and I started to talk to people and I was like, what do you mean business owners don't understand the business of business? What do you mean they don't read their P&Ls? What do you mean they don't look at their finances? I was shocked. And so that kind of began me turning direction going, wait a minute, here's something that I'm really good at, you know, understanding the spreadsheets, running the numbers. I have my MBA. I get the taxes. I know the bookkeeping and these people are struggling with it. And I'm like, first of all, I was like, why are they struggling with it? And then I realized they're not accountants. They love what they do in business and none of them want to do the accounting function. So that created the perfect fit. And I'm like, okay, perfect market fit now. Let's make the leap enough of good. It's time to be great. I love that. We, Me and Ryan have been a part of a lot of different entrepreneur groups and it's so interesting the gamut of folks in these entrepreneur groups but but really like you said how many of them either don't do don't want to do so they ignore the really important part of running a business the parts 
they they had this entrepreneurial uh, seizure, according to to E Myth, and 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 now they've they've decided to be this business owner, but they don't realize if you're not jazzed about all the actual business stuff, then you're gonna have a hard time. And and I don't I don't like accounting necessarily, but I do like looking at the numbers. I like understanding how that works and business models. We we talk about the business. If you're jazzed about all that stuff, then man, that it's your calling to be an entrepreneur to to get in there and do that. And you just have to find the right people to help you, right, Rocky? Absolutely. Someone's got to sit in the seat, and you've got to find the right person to sit in the seat. And I think this is where people get confused because they think their accountant or CPA is sitting in that seat. And the reality is they're not. They're busy doing your tax return. And so they're gearing everything for taxes, not for profitability. And even the accountants aren't taught how to be profitable. They're taught how do we do taxes? How do we make sure everything's in the proper place? Not how do we make this business owner wealthy? That's so true. I, for years and years, I used a CPA and I used an accounting firm, and and I would pay you know six thousand, twenty thousand in taxes back, and and my wife is like, geez, why are we paying so much in taxes? I'm like, honey, it's because we're making money. That's a it's a good thing we're paying taxes. But when I found a person that 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 wasn't, I I actually hired a, a CFO and and somebody that actually watched that stuff and understood it. Wow, I was like actually getting money back and then i understood back in the when everybody was mad at trump about the 750 well when you do things right it's right in business it's whole it's a whole different most layman folks have no clue what's out there and i'm sure you 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 understand that 10 times more than i do right rocky yeah there are a ton of tax opportunities out there the question though is you shouldn't here's where people do it wrong they chase the tax opportunity instead of do what's right for your business Mm -hmm. and then find the the tax opportunities that match that don't really go that far out of your way for tax opportunities unless there's an absolute payoff to it i love it that you're saying opportunities not loopholes, not hacks, opportunity. I like that. <laughs> this is a positive thing. This is not some underhanded, dirty thing. You are looking for what works, what's totally legal, and and why wouldn't you? That's just good business, isn't it? It is good business. There's no the IRS does not require you to pay the most taxes. They're like, hey, if you can find rules that give you deductions you should absolutely use them that's their stance bam ching yeah. you got it you got any questions man i'm hogging the i'm hogging well, the mic no, as no, usual i apologize <clears throat> yeah you're such a hog <laughs> i'm such a <laughs> rocky's <laughs> laughing too <laughs> no i'm just really grateful that there's people out there such as yourself uh that can that, that can help with your talents and educate us us layman folk as you say <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, I'm learning a lot in this past year just since I've I've gone to an LLC, so I'm learning a lot more. You're learning a lot more. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a newbie. You're a newbie, yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, Rocky, let's uh you know, we 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 like to have fun on the show and we like we would like to spin the wheel. 
and and see what comes up. Are you up for the challenge to spin the wheel? Let's spin the wheel. But before we do, it sounds like he's dreading looking at all the financials and the, the numbers in his business. Yeah. I can hear it in his voice. Yeah, I just sent it off to my my tax guy, so I'm I'm biting my nails right now. But hey, I had a child, so the ching something's in there. You had a child. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's so much you can do. It, it's uh, it, it's amazing. And and I could never pretend to even try to want to know all of the stuff. But when you get somebody good that actually knows those things and can explain why we're doing what we're doing, why you need to change this, even profit first stuff, why you do the profit first stuff is so powerful yeah. to, to and the different bank accounts and all that. Man, I've been doing that for a couple years now. And uh, it's it's awesome to not worry about where I'm going to pay the money for taxes uh, when it comes up, right? Cool. Absolutely. Well, all right. So let's let's do it. Are you ready? Are you ready for this, guys? We are going to. All right. I am going to bring up the wheel. The wheel is here. Let's see where it stops. Nobody knows. We're spinning the wheel now. Yellow, green, blue, green, blue. Red. Oh. Oh, we've never had this one. Uh-uh. Interesting. First hire. First person you ever hired. Do you have a story for your per first person you ever hired connected with in that way? Even a consultant or whatever. It's your... It's your <laughs> yeah, I'm saying... Because... So... Having worked in corporate, I can't stand employees. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have people who, who I work with, but, you know, they do their own thing and they're really good at it. And I, I work with them. It's funny, though, because so I have a podcast, too. It's been going on for almost five years now. Wow, um, profit answer, I, man. No, it's another one. Actually. Oh, it's another one? Oh. Than that. Yeah. It's, it's called Richer Soul. It's about life beyond money. It's what oh. happens once you get money and you look in the mirror and you're not happy. It's your own damn fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I actually, I hired an editor. And why this is cool is because when my editor started working for me, he was 11 years old. Oh, what? Um, yeah. And he's phenomenal. Like, the quality of the show has always been great. It's his natural talent. So there's a story behind that. His dad has nine kids. When you have nine kids, you know, college is um, a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so what he did is for each of his kids, he, he believed in that whole Malcolm, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours to excellence. Yep. Well, he's like, why are we wasting all these kids' lives in school being bored instead of building their talents? And so what he did is for each kid, he'd start discovering their talents and he'd start having them work with adults in that specific area and start building up their skills. And so for Simeon, who's my editor, he's got this natural gift for hearing people speak and for tech. And like if you watch him work, it's it's hilarious because he's like, oh, and um, not again like you know cut that out and he'll he'll like the guy just see what i just did 
he'd cut all of that out and make me sound perfect because he gets it. Like, it's his natural... And he figures out how to take the background sounds out and to do all of that kind of work. So, but so what, at some point, what be made you what, what made you think, hey, I'll give this person a chance? I mean, what, why, why, why did you take that chance on an eleven-year-old? Yeah, that's amazing. By the way. What is the worst he could do? <laughs> like, if the stuff didn't come go. out, I did not want to do the editing. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's the, the worst, worst thing that could happen? How many times a day do we say that? <laughs> What's the worst? I mean, what what possibly? Yeah, that that's and you never know. You you can you can hide yourself from some really great opportunities by thinking too much. I think sometimes. Okay. You can. All right. We we like to spin the wheel one more. We're gonna spin the wheel one more time. If you're okay with that. Sure. Spin away. <laughs> spin away. Okay. Here we go. Where it stops, nobody knows. Red. Yellow, red, you green, green, and ooh. Uh oh. Any regrets on a business deal? Any regrets on a business I, deal? I don't have regrets on a business deal, but I do have regrets. Um. And the biggest regret is that I waited so long to start doing this. I waited so long to start using my skills with Excel sheets. I waited 20 plus years to start using my skills in real estate. Like I had a real estate license when I was in college. I was selling homes and then good came along and kept me from great. And I look back, I'm like, I could have done so much more with real estate. I could have done so much more with Excel sheets. I could have done so. It, it really comes down to, I think the hardest thing is taking the first step. I tell people it's a lot harder to go from zero to one than from one to a hundred. So, right? so true. And so, so true. I think those are my biggest regrets is not starting, not necessarily a business deal that didn't go great. You learn from everything you do. So when I coach soccer, it was always, we are either going to win today or we're going to learn. And so there's no regrets on doing a deal. Uh, I was listening to a, a Jeff Bezos interview the other day, and he had said, you know, regrets usually stem from things you don't do, not things you do do. You know, almost always when you regret something, it's because you didn't take the chance. And I, I find that is that is a true that is a true statement. So even it, but it's never too late. You're 50. You're, you know, Ray Kroc started uh mcdonald's basically at 52 i mean not mcdonald's itself but he started the path down that craziness at 52 colonel he was sanders. selling ice cream colonel, colonel sanders was 60 whatever so uh, the, the thing is now to do it don't regret anymore just move right well and that's why i started my profit first in my early 50s so i get it yeah you know and in literally the conversation was do I stay with good and do this later when I, you know, when I retire or do I do it now? And the thought behind my head was I will always regret not starting earlier. And so I was like, we're done. Let's just quit this job and go full force. Mm. I love it. Yeah, I, that's I, that's great. I mean, that's great. Feedback. With that, I, that leads me to our yeah. question. This is the question. The, well, is the, it the question? I don't know if it's, it's the, the question. It's, it's the, a question. It's the next question. <laughs> the, the next question. 
How, how do you feel about goals? What a goal? What, what does that mean? We're gonna just, goals? Yeah, throw that or to goals. you. Goals. Making goals, hoping that things happen in your life. Soccer goals. Yeah, goals. <laughs> I like targets, and I like tracking towards targets. If you don't have a target, how are you going to get anywhere? So a plane takes off from California and it goes to New York. It is off course 98% of the time. In some way, it finds that runway at JFK. That's what yeah. life is. If you don't have a target in a goal, then all of a sudden, every shiny object takes you a different direction. Oh, and more yes. often than not, that plane flying around constantly turning is going to run out of fuel. And we all know what happens then. And that's what happens to people. Yeah. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. That is beautiful. We 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 are big fans of goals. Now, goals have been misunderstood for a long time. You know that the, there's there's a difference between a goal and a wish, right? How do you feel about a goal and a wish, Rocky? You know, people use a certain kind of. If you listen to their words. You can tell who has goals and who has wishes. Like the words that they use are crystal clear of what the those are. And mm -hmm. when you listen to them, you know if it's a wish or a goal, you know who's going to achieve it and you know who's gonna do the work. And the reality is the words you use determine the habits you have, determine the actions you take, determine the outcomes. So Bam. if you're not you know, if you're like, I wish I could do this instead of trying, you're done. It's not like, gonna there happen. is no try, there is do. <laughs> ah, <you know? laughs> if if oh. Ryan's heard that once, he's heard it a million times oh. from me. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Yoda. Uh, what can we say, right? Which I don't have a problem. I love Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I love Yoda. Yeah, I I think the, the big thing with, with goals is you've got to have a roadmap for that. There's got to be this this way to get to it. If we just say goals, yeah, you got something. Rocky. I've got another book. You, you people know i got lots of books. These are real books, by the way. <laughs> it's not a green They're screen. not cardboard. Green no, screen. this book is called Living Forward. Yeah. A proven plan to stop drifting and get the life you want. Ooh. Right? It's a step-by-step -step approach to one of life's greatest challenges. Living it's, forward. Uh, yeah. It's a Michael Hyatt book. Awesome. Um, here's the bottom line. It starts with the end in mind. So it will take you through the whole process. It takes three months. Most people have tons of friction, need somebody to pull them along. Yep. You start with your eulogy. Ooh. And then you work backwards to every single part of your life. What is it that I want? What does it look like? Where am I today? What is the gap between where I am and where my ultimate life is? And what do I need to start doing to get it done? Ooh. Everyone that I take through this, this process that in the beginning, they're fearful. And then they have their day where they write their whole plan. It's like a catharsis. And they're just like, <sighs> And then they start saying, okay, every day I'm looking at what I'm doing. Is it in line or not in line with what my goals are, with what my target is, with the life I want? And they start making changes. I, I love that. The key here is there's got to be some planning involved. You, you've got to take some action. I think that to me that is the biggest difference between a wish and a goal. A goal 
it's still a wish if you're not taking action or have a plan or some mentors or some accountability partners, something out there to help you get to that point. Is that, do you feel the same, Rocky? I have coaches, mentors, mastermind groups. <laughs> I got a whole stack of those things. <laughs> and successful people do. This is the interesting thing. Uh, when when a, when you get a mentor or a coach or whatever, if you if that mentor or coach doesn't have mentors and coaches, I am suspect. I don't. If they think they're the end all be all already, then that worries me. I'm probably not going to use them. Makes sense. <laughs> well, cool. Um, so Rocky, can you leave us with a gold nugget for the for the for our listeners? Um, just anything you can think of that they can use, go with, what have you? Challenge. I'm going to teach Challenge. each of your listeners how to build wealth in baby steps. All right, here we go. All right, all you need to do is start one account. If you've got a 401k, you can use your 401k. I don't care what kind of account it is. And every month, put 1% of your sales, your income, if you're an employee, you know, whatever it is, pick 1% of your top line revenue and put it aside. And if you can automate it, all the better. And that's all I want you to do. You will not miss a dollar out of 100. It won't even buy you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, right? And after three months, I want you to look at the account and go, hmm, interesting. And then I want you to do 2%. And every quarter, I just want you to look at what's happening and just inch it up by one little percentage point. And over five years, you'll you'll be at a 20% savings rate, which is phenomenal. At 10 years, you'll be at like a 30 or 40% savings rate, right? And it happens little baby steps at a time. And the next thing you know, you've got wealth which gives you freedom to be able to do whatever it is you want in life and to give how you choose and to make decisions. You know, we talk about a lot of times that entrepreneurship is hard and, and it is, it's a lot of work to create businesses and do this stuff. But what you just said doesn't sound that hard because most of the time we say people don't do this stuff because it is hard. That's not hard. Why isn't everybody doing that? Because it's so simple and because it won't. It's because they don't want to look at the you snake. a millionaire tomorrow. It's <laughs> a long term. That, that is literally the problem. Long Everyone, term. if I wrote a book, Millionaire Tomorrow, I'd sell a million copies. If I wrote a book, Millionaire in 10 years, it, it would be on the clearance bin. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point, unfortunately. We. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, absolutely. Rocky, thank you so much for, for being on the show. I think we've, I've been enlightened. I hope, Ryan, you've been enlightened too. I have so. <laughs> you have so I will, also. I also. Make it so, <laughs> number one. I will do the 1%. Yeah. 2%. Yeah, we will we will commit to be the 1%. Wait a minute. No, that's no. not what I mean. <laughs> you will be the 1% if you do the 1%. Yeah. It's just going to take you 20 years. Yeah, but that's, that's okay. Absolutely. How cool is that, though? 
Yeah. It, it's not. It's this is not rocket science. And 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 that you're not saying you know don't follow your dreams as an entrepreneur. Don't don't go out and you know create Facebook. You're saying do this too because this part is easy. It's a long game, but you can play more than one game. Oh yeah. Yeah, so good. Rocky, thank you so much. Any last words, Ryan, Rocky, any last words? Oh, yeah, where can we where, where can, can we, we find him? Yeah, where, where can, can we, we find you, Rocky? Best place is my website, which is profitcomesfirst.com. From there you'll see all the offerings we have. We've got some freebies. You can find the podcast Profit Answer Man where I do nothing but teach everything about profit first, bring you success stories. You will hear everything that my clients hear. So I give it all away for free. Mm. Go listen. Awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Thanks again, Rocky, for being on the show. This has been great. This has been awesome. You want to take us out, Ryan? Yeah, thanks so much, Rocky, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And we always end the show with the hashtag, be good, do good. We say it three times. We get crazy or crazy on the third time and loud. You can stare you at can us. You can either stare at us and watch or you can come along. Come along for the ride. <laughs> it's a place where we know where to stop the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.